Hello, welcome back, Ducks fans. This is The Quack Report. My name is Carter. Sitting across from me is Nate. Hello. How's it going, buddy? I'm okay. Yeah, it's it's been a rough few days, hey? Without hockey. I know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll handle this together, buddy. It's okay. Uh, yeah, as I'm sure you guys are all aware, it's been all over the news. NHL season currently suspended for who knows how long. George Peros again with the... Uh, who knows why we're suspending everything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, that was one of the best things I saw, though, before the NHL got suspended. It was like, uh, no, coronavirus doesn't have a, uh, a history in the NHL, so no suspension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could really just see a fine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, due to the coronavirus, we don't know when it will be back. So we're currently in a weird limbo where nobody knows anything that's going on. So um, we're going to still keep putting episodes out for you guys. This one is going to be one of the last normal ones i guess for a long time we've got a game to talk about some news and um yeah that that's really about it and then we'll we'll see where we go from there but we'll we'll find some stuff to talk to you guys about yeah. um based off this last season seasons in the past or and any new updates because it, every day the situation is kind of changing a little bit so if you guys have anything you'd like us to talk about whether it be hockey or ducks related or not feel free to message us uh, on Twitter at Quack Report Pod, um, yeah, tweet us, DM us. We just want to talk about something. Yeah, so. exactly. And um, if, like you, you if you guys have some input, then yeah. like that'd be great. It makes it more fun for you guys as well. Yeah, like yeah, you guys can ask us again, like anything hockey related, or just ask us like what. Here, I'll, I'll start it off. Actually, what do you like to put on your hamburger, Carter? Ketchup. Cheese. Just ketchup? Cheese? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going through. Cheese. Mayo, uh, bacon. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Um, th- those are like the essentials. That, yeah. Like, I mean, mayo I could live without, but yeah. cheese, bacon, ketchup, the essentials. And then, you know, I like to feel a little healthy sometimes. Lettuce, tomato, sometimes onions if I'm, Ooh, I'm feeling like do sauteed, keeping the vampires Sauteed away. onions. Uh, I don't really care. It's got, no, sauteed onions. onions are the best. I'm, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's about it. I wouldn't put anything else on oh i guess pickles sometimes mm. I, I don't go out of my way to eat pickles but That's if they're right. on there i'm not gonna be eight years old and pick them off so okay but so hold on a second you'll have pickles but you won't have relish which is literally just chopped up pickles no no i know like <laughs> if it like say i go to i don't know let's say mcdonald's just yeah. pick it out there and i order a burger and I, I i don't say no pickles or no relish like oh okay it, yeah and if they put it on the burger i'm like whatever i'll eat it okay yeah. gotcha but i if I'm like at a barbecue and then there's like, you know, the table of stuff and it's if like it's make your, your own burger. there, you yeah, won't have I, I won't put it on. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. What about you? What do you put on your burger? I like the, I, see, I, I'm trying to do better with this. I like to just load my burger. So it's, if like all three are available, it's ketchup, mustard, and relish. Uh, That's a saucy burger right off the bat. If, if I do take one of those off, it would be mustard. Unless there's mayo, then you take off the relish. It all kind of depends on what's available. Man, this definitely, is like a, definitely is like have a mind have map sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> definitely have to have cheese. No real preference, though, to what kind. Yeah, um, no, as long as I it's, mean, like, if you could have, cheesy. like, cheddar or marble, that'd be best. But, like, I'll take matzo. Matzo's yeah. good. Sure. Throw a Swiss on there. I don't yeah, care. there you go. Ooh, Swiss. Ooh, Swiss is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like bacon on a burger. That's pretty good. Have you ever had avocado on a burger before? I have, actually. It's, it's very good. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, throw on some lettuce and some onions, be it normal or sautéed. I really like sautéed uh, onions on my burger. One thing that I can live without and that I will pick off my burger is a slice of tomato. Mm-hmm. So, 
like I like I like ketchup. I like like I like like diced tomatoes in like my chili or that sort of thing. Or salsa. Yeah, or salsa. For me, it's just like when it's like a chunk like that, and it's just the texture on the inside that throws me off. Like I like the taste, but the texture is what I can't do. So see, I think that's where we really uh, bonded as more than just friends <laughs> is uh, when we were living together and we were eating you know, crappy university cafeteria <laughs> food. Be- and you'd specifically say, I want no tomato. And they'd still give you a tomato on your burger. I'd be like, oh, I'd eat that. And yeah. then you just then wouldn't if- ask for it off. And then I would just get to enjoy it. Yeah. And then if like you didn't want the pickle, like if the pickle was sitting on top of your burger, you'd just be like, hey, oh yeah, take the pickle. I don't get that. Why, why, yeah. why put it on the burger? I don't know. They just like to take like a pickle spear and like with the toothpick there, and just put it on top. It's just yeah. like, it annoys to me. garnish it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. But, all right, how much time do we just fill up talking about burgers there? Five minutes. There you go, see? Yeah. So if you guys just give us anything to talk about, we can make a show for you, and yeah. we can still make it somewhat entertaining. We can talk about it for five minutes. We like, could. At least, so. Okay, uh, I'm going to give you one more food one here. Okay. There's a really, well, could turn into something more, but ketchup on craft dinner, yes or no? Or mac- macaroni and cheese if you're in the States. Nate, there's enough going on. We don't need to start a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> I load it up with ketchup. Oh, yeah, it's. I I can't do it when it's fresh. I can put like a little bit if it's like leftover macaroni and cheese. Oh really? Yeah. No, I like I I'll double ketchup. I'll put because oh. like if I because I make a whole box for myself. I'm a big boy. I need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll put it all on a plate just in like a mountain and I'll like drench the top in ketchup. And then as you get down, you run out of craft dinner with ketchup. So then you got to put more on. Ugh. It's no, it's like a can't can't do it. It's not can't quite do it when it's fresh. It's not quite a fifty fifty ratio of ketchup to <laughs> to craft dinner. Oh God, <laughs> but it, it's close. Oh, it's man. a lot. Okay, now this is the last one. This is just a yes or no. Okay, pineapple on pizza. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Okay, all right, Th- there is ahead. no other answer. All so. right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, the Ducks and St. Louis Blues game. We so have far, hockey the, to talk about. So yes. far, the official yes. last game of the season for the Anaheim Ducks. So far. I mean, you never know. Anything can happen. This was the postponed game. Uh, so it did start one to one. Final score ended up four to two, uh, which Nate predicted Woo! exactly. Four two for St. Louis. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. And then I the mean, season so- on, a, on a high note. Yeah, I like there you it. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I predicted an Anaheim 3 2 overtime win. Not too far off, but. No, not too far off. Yeah. It was 3 2 until the uh, empty net goal. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost got the score, just not thinking. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but are we technically both wrong because it was 1-1 at the start of the game? So technically, it was a 3-1 game? No. No? We no. still get it? Yeah, we still Cool. I'll yeah. take you the win. Yeah. Uh, Jake Allen was in net for the Blues. Faced 27 shots. Stopped 26 of them for a 9.63 save percentage. Yeah. Uh, these stats sound so weird because like yeah. <laughs> 26 and 27, that makes it sound like only one goal. But it was actually two. But yeah. it was actually one. Yeah. <laughs> Allen only allowed one goal, but because it was 1-1 at the start of the game, playing a full 60 minutes, he only had one goal against. Yeah. Um, and then Anthony Stellaris in net for the Anaheim Ducks, faced 35 shots, stopped 33 of them for a 9-4-3 save percentage. Now, this guy, I think, stole the show for me watching it as a Ducks fan uh, this game. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, like you said it as we were watching the highlights to refresh ourselves again. Honestly, like it's just one game. You have to see a bit more out of him, but seeing the way that he played in this game makes me feel a little bit more at ease if Miller does decide to retire. Yeah, 
If. If. Emphasize the yeah, if. if. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it'll still be upsetting when Miller retires. Yeah. Uh, it's inevitable that he will, whether it's this season, next season, the one after. But, I mean, having Stellars in the system and if he can consistently put up those kind of games, like, you know, 15, 20 times a season, I, I think good. that's great. Yeah, like, to only let in two goals against the defending Stanley Cup champions who are demolishing the Central Division yeah. this season... That's amazing. That's really good to see. Yeah, as I said, I think the only team that they aren't really demolishing is uh, Colorado, but I could be wrong. Let's take yeah. a look at the, the frozen I, standings at the moment. Yeah, I think Colorado was two points back, maybe four at this point. Two points back with a game in hand. Oh, wow. So, so. St. Louis has 94 points. Yeah, I know St. Louis had a bit of a rough patch in, what was it, January or February? Yeah. I they mean, are, rough for them anyways. Yeah, but. They are second uh, in the league standings. Uh, six points back from the Boston Bruins, who did hit the hundred mark plateau. Yeah, so, which is insane. Yeah, for because what was that? What did they play? Seventy games. Yeah, seventy games. Forty four, fourteen, and twelve record. Yeah, with a insane. plus fifty three differential. So wow, I think the next team that's behind them for that is Tampa Bay with plus fifty. Yeah, no, they have a. They've definitely picked it up yeah. for sure. I guess let's uh, hit a couple points that uh, I noticed in the first period here. So one of them, again, we'll just stick with Stellars. Just dialed in in that first period. Faced 16 shots, only allowed one in uh, on the power play in the last few minutes of the period, I believe. And But for the rest of that, like just stopping high-quality chances all day long. Yeah, we talked about uh, Ryan Miller on the last episode and just kind of that veteran presence and just how calm he is in net and that sort of thing. And... Uh, that's definitely what that's definitely kind of the vibe that I got from Stellars, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really have that experience at the same time. Uh, yeah, at least at the NHL level. I, I guess working with Miller, even just over the last week that he would have yeah. been called up, really that kind of rubbed off on him, I guess. Yeah. Or yeah, just and then he just tried to maybe emulate how Miller was playing. I don't know. That's what I'm speculating. Yeah, it could yeah. be. So, but yeah, no, he definitely looked calm in there and collected um even on the yeah like same with miller uh on the times that like he was a little scrambly it didn't look like flailing type scrambly or that no, sort of thing like not the calculated Mi- yeah, yeah not the mike smith kind of yeah flopping like a fish out of water kind of scrambly yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the like you said calculated yeah, yeah that's a good way of putting it sticking on the the train of the power play um i guess let's look at the anaheim power play we've talked about it a lot but man every game it's just there's more movement and it looks better and better yeah, the power play. I know I keep saying that like the the goaltending has really been the only consistency, but this power play actually I would say is up there as well. Has been pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. at least and, in, and, and at in least in terms way. of effort. Yeah, and in a good way. So, yeah. um, I mean, I always talk about the the movement that they're able to do and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, same thing there. It's everything is like very is very calculated. So mm-hmm. yeah, and they must have been working on it a lot in practice because those passes are quick which yeah i mean you need to be able to do on the power play or you don't need to but that's a very effective way of doing it you know you look at pittsburgh over the last few years like they're not even looking where they're passing like the they just know where the guy yeah, is the puck be. is on the tape for half a second and then it's moving yeah. around like it's impossible to defend against so yeah. and yeah it just it looks like this power play is almost on par with that that or getting up to being on par with that that yeah. pittsburgh one just and in I, terms of the movement yeah, but without think, the firepower so. yeah and i think it can still get better which should scare some teams around the league oh for sure yeah um i think milano was on the the power play unit yeah. in this game um and has been for the last couple of games and he's looked great on there yeah i think uh 
if he gets a little bit more confident in his shooting abilities, he'll be able to just put those in the back of the net. Like, can you imagine a power play with Milano, Henrique, and Silverberg? Ooh, that's good, actually. That's a lot of firepower. That's good. Dude. Yeah. And then you could put a guy like Carter Rowney in front of the net. On the point, you have like a Brendan Gooley, a Manson, a Fowler, a Lindholm. Literally anybody that can just shoot the puck on net. I th- yeah, I think you put Lindholm there, actually, just because he's so good at getting the puck just to the net. Mm-hmm. Like, more for a rebound chance. He's not trying to put it in himself. So. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it earlier, like off the air, but if like Milano just keeps kind of going, like I know we've been really hyping him up, but it's like, it is warranted. This guy has a chance to be a star, I think on this ducks club and like oh, to become sure. an NHL star, oh, not, yeah. just, not just a star for the team, but yeah, yeah, no, he's, um, I, I think that there's just room on the roster for him. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I meant to ask you to plug <laughs> that in. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to crap out in the middle of the episode yeah i think i mean this season 55 games played 23 points seven goals 16 assists in his career 125 games played 47 points 22 goals 25 assists so like he, he's able to consistently put up points he's still a young guy uh 23 years been old trying to find a roster spot for him and he's got one now yeah yeah exactly like even if you look at this season with columbus 46 games 18 points like yeah. that's that looks really good um mm-hmm. And that's on a Columbus team that had still been doing really well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then so far with Anaheim, nine games played, five points. Like, yeah, he's flourishing. Like, um, I can't do points per game in my head, but that's, I mean, I think that's better. Uh, actually, that's about on par with um, yeah. with how he was doing in Columbus that, that this would be, season. That'd but, be just over like 0.5 points a game. Yeah. 18 divided by 46 is 0.4. Oh, so he's doing better. 0.39 points a game. Yeah. And then five divided by nine. Point, just over 0.5, So, I mean, like, obviously a lot smaller sample size, but usually when somebody uh, comes over, like gets traded, um, the production might start strong, like trying to prove yourself, dip down a little bit. And I, I haven't seen that dip down yet anyways. Yeah. And I think that he's just, he had some good success and then plateaued, and then I think it's just going to peak a little more. So I, I'd really love to see that. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this. 11 shots already this uh with anaheim in nine games only 64 with columbus so he's he's actually shooting a lot more a lot more just confidence and i think that comes with playing on the top line with gets he's maybe yeah confident confidence and just uh chances yeah 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 that too i think yeah it might be stressful playing on the top line with gets you got a lot to prove but i think that he's taking it the right way and just exuding confidence so i think a guy like ryan kessler is or not ryan kessler sorry <laughs> ryan gets uh would also just encourage you or that right oh definitely so he's yeah. not going to be like yeah hey kid a lot of pressure on you you're on the first line with me he's going to be like dude just relax we're at this point in the season yeah. just just do it yeah so. he's like i'm old and slow so expect a lot of <laughs> a lot of passes from me too and just yeah. run with it buddy <laughs> um sorry gets laugh you're not old and slow <laughs> I didn't mean that. Well, you're older, very bald. Very bald. So makes you more aerodynamic, though. True. If you look at swimmers without yeah. without their hair; they can just yep. just go. They don't even have to wear swim caps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, if helmets weren't mandatory, all oh, man would get slapped fly. Ooh, it'd be gone. Yeah. Um, another guy I, I really want to talk about that I've liked seeing fourth liner, but man, does he look like he could be a like a second liner? Carter Rowney, he is. Just his hockey IQ over the last few games, like I haven't seen anything like this from him so far this season. But like the passes he's making, his 
his zone entries, his protection of the puck, just everything is like, like you said, very calculated. And I think that, um, yeah, and he's playing on that power play unit as well, I think. No, he's not, but he should be. He should be that net front presence. But yeah, like on that fourth line with, with Bacchus and Delorier, like he was a huge part of that Delorier hat trick as well. And yeah. we just didn't really even talk about it. But yeah, he's looked he's looked phenomenal, like just in every aspect of the game. It's He's just shown improvement, so. Yeah, and I think he's really uh, slotted himself into this Pittsburgh, or this Anaheim team as well. Sorry, he last played for Pittsburgh uh, before getting uh, traded, or or I don't, I don't remember if we signed him or if he got traded to us. But, yeah, I know he's just, he's found his way. Same with uh, Sonny Milano so far. He's just kind of found his way in this Ducks organization, I think, and uh, it's been really beneficial to him. So he's got 19 points in 71 games this season and uh but he's uh he's yeah had 14 penalty minutes which is a i think it's a career high actually for him but yeah no he's he's shooting at a 12.7 percentage right now which is his second career highest so it's looking pretty yeah. good no that's that's really good um, and face-off wise he's actually doing i mean it's it's a career low on face-offs right now but it's still not terrible numbers he's at a 45.6 percent yeah and I know plus minus is a garbage stat, but um, he's a plus five. Yeah, yeah. On a, yeah, I think as a fourth liner, like to be that's good to be in the positive on a. I'm not gonna lie on a a bad team. Yeah, <laughs> a lower in the standings team. It, like to be plus five at even strength is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, you really can't complain about that, and, and it's really just shown his his smarts defensively, his power offensively to create chances. Um, yeah, uh, I really like it. Uh, and just to go back to how we got him, we signed him in free agency in, I believe it was tw- 2018. Yeah, 2018, yeah. Yeah, just after the um, the free agency opened, I guess. Yeah, oh, signed okay. him to a three-year deal. So. Oh, sweet. So yeah. he's got, we got him for one more year still. Yeah, we do. Um, he's also from uh, our home province of Alberta, Grand Prairie. Oh, really? Sweet. Yeah. Good old Alberta boy. Looking go. at his picture, you, you can tell. He's from Alberta. He's got the... Uh, the oh, country yeah. vibe, yep. yeah, yeah, not not like the Texas country vibe for everyone that's down in the states, like the, the Canadian country vibe. It's different. It's yeah. totally different. But yeah, no, he's looked great. So uh, if we were sorry, really going to sidetrack for a second there. With like you get a lot of comparables with, between Canada and the states. From what you know, what would you com- what state would you compare Alberta to? Would it be like uh, Texas? Yeah, it'd be like Texas. Yeah, it's like it's country, but it's not like Alabama country. Yeah, you know, maybe I don't know Iowa. I don't know really anything about Iowa, but well, no, I guess Texas because Texas has like the oil and gas, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah so okay. it'd be more like that. Yeah, yeah, and they like you still have like your big cities and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but yeah, okay, yeah, 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 Texas works. Maybe maybe Minnesota too, with like the unpredictable weather. Yeah, it could be. Kind of depending on yeah. where you are. And like are. Minnesota, although Minnesota is kind of just like the Canada of the United States. So. True. Yeah, or, let's or, go. Would, or would California be the Canada of the United States? No, California is like the Mexico of the United States. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's just like a, a great place to hang out on the beach. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> that was maybe a poor country. I, I should have said something else. I don't know. Maybe like so the would, Caribbean. Yeah, there you go. California's okay. like the Caribbean of Central America. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Same with Florida. 
Oh man, Florida is just its own thing. I think. <laughs> <laughs> like just like all the headlines that you hear coming out of Florida. No, that's just its own yeah, thing there. That's true. <laughs> um, I guess let's let's move on to the second period. Some things that I I noticed uh, to talk about. Um, Jake Allen, what a sieve, hey? <laughs> Letting that squeaker through. Like, come on, what are you doing? Um, no, no, seriously, he was he, he was, was phenomenal this game. Um, yeah. But, he's been uh, doing great this yeah, season. But I that, gotta give him props. Oh yeah, but that shot that he let in um, from Yuri Hackenpah, uh, also his first goal as the Duck, first career goal, I believe, as well. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, um, I mean, just a smart heads-up play by him to put that shot on net, and it managed to go in. Yeah. So pulled kind of an Ovi on just powering it through the goaltender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I mean, Allen was in position. He squeezed the pocket just. Like you said, power through. Yeah. Yeah. First goal um, in the first point in the NHL. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to him. The Blues also kind of get another unofficial power play goal, I guess, if you want to call it that. Uh, Delayed penalty. They get the six on five for a somewhat lengthy period of time, cause the Ducks to scramble a little bit. What did you see on that play there? Uh, I guess technically the game winning goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to defend six out of five. It's always hard to defend just when you're, like, down a man anyway. Um, but knowing that, I mean, knowing that you're going to, if you touch the puck, the play stops. But, like, you can't really do anything with it, obviously. Yeah, it just became a little scrambly, I think, just because there's that extra man out there and you're trying to figure out how to cover that. But A lot less space per person as well. Yeah, that too. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I mean, I don't really fault anyone on it honestly just because it was the extra like extra man it wasn't man down or that sort of thing so yeah that's really all i have to say i don't really blame anybody for it yeah okay yeah that's um that's all i really had in terms of things to talk about in the game um i I guess the big takeaway from this one to potentially end off the season uh we lost to the defending stanley cup champions but really it was only a a 2-1 game yeah it's a really good game so Uh, or 3-2 if you want to add in those extra goals like the empty net at the end doesn't really count so like to put in that kind of an effort against the defending cup champs and some a team that could go all the way again this year like i think that's a great way to end the season and it shows a lot of promise for for the upcoming season gives guys a lot of confidence going Mm -hmm. into whether it's you know the second half of the season or yeah. the end of the season, whatever you want to call it, or into next season, whatever ends up happening. Yeah. I think it's great for the team just as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, what you'd said about uh, empty net goals, not really counting. Alex Petrangelo is listening to this and just punching the air right now. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Let me at him. <laughs> okay. Before we move on with the podcast, we're just going to talk to you guys about cool hockey So since 1999, CoolHockey.com has been the number one online source for purchasing and customizing officially licensed NHL hockey jerseys in North America. To them, quality is just as important as it is to you. That's why they ensure that every product that leaves their doors is done to the exact specifications of the NHLPA. Cool Hockey stocks officially licensed NHL products from Adidas, Fanatics, Reebok, and CCM and hand stitches them in their 15,000 square foot state-of-the-art production facility in Toronto, Ontario, to ensure the most authentic customization possible. Since they don't outsource jerseys for customization like their competitors, they're able to offer the best quality, pricing, and delivery time on all their products. Cool Hockey's staff live and breathe hockey, and it shows in their work. 
Find out why CoolHockey.com is the number one source for NHL hockey jerseys online. And if you buy today, you can get your first or next jersey from them for 30% off. Just use our new promo code that we started last episode, I believe. Uh, Yeah, use the promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, that's promo code THPN for 30% off your next jersey. But hurry, this deal won't last forever. Also, by using this promo code, we can receive some commission to further improve the Quack Report, uh, whether that's, you know, getting cameras, better microphones, coming up with more episodes, doing more giveaways, anything like that, uh, more contests like the Tankathon one that is kind of up in the air with the season right now. But either way, we're going to give away a $200 gift card to yeah, somebody. Somebody. Yeah, so... Um, I wish we could enter that contest, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you go to at HockeyPodNet, you can get all the details on that contest from them on Twitter. Before we get into the news of the podcast we haven't talked about standings in a while i think now's a great time to talk about them since yeah sure so kind, kind of set in stone yeah, for the next frozen few weeks. for a while yeah if we look at the pacific division vegas edmonton calgary all on top with uh 86 83 and 79 points respectively vegas and edmonton having played 71 games calgary with a game in hand but even if they win that puts them at 81 so they would still hold that third spot um well that'd be the highest they could go i guess yeah thoughts about that top three Man, that's those three teams are were just they were going as like we were coming up on this pause, I guess. Oh yeah, they were just going. They were just buzzing. They, and, they really found their strides. All yeah, three and it was like even though you had like what the seven game spread between Calgary and Vegas, within like a couple of games that could have changed just with how this division has been the entire season. Mm-hmm. So uh, honestly, I would say Vegas was kind of starting to come down a little bit, like not. Not crashing and burning yeah. like some teams, but they they They're weren't slowing as a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it all could have changed again really quickly. So yeah, and this is almost exactly as we predicted at the beginning of the season. We said teams like Vegas, Calgary, and San Jose were were kind of shoe ins for playoffs and most likely going to round out the top three <laughs> San Jose. Yeah, boy, boy, were we wrong with that one? But I mean, Calgary really really did find its stride uh, as much as that hurts me to say uh, and they and they did prove that they are still a, a contender and that they can be dominant in the division yep. vegas didn't surprise anybody it would have been more a surprise if they were in the wild card or lower even um and edmonton i think surprised some people but less so than yeah it's you would expect i maybe. think it's less of a surprise the more you watch that team because mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the season it was like well how many games straight did they go for was it six five or five okay yeah. but like right away i think they like, had a six game point streak but okay. five they went five and oh to start but yeah. right away you had people going there's no way they keep this up mm-hmm. there's no way in hell and i think just the more moves that uh ken holland made throughout the season it just seemed like they were more of a contender than a loser like they had been the last decade yeah like if you if you just strip away context from the last 10 15 yeah. even five years whatever you want to do if you just look at if you were to just look at all the rosters on paper and like watch a couple games of each of them and then kind of rank these teams Edmonton would be up there in the top three but based on history and you know how this team hadn't really proven itself it it was they were lower I guess yeah they still had a lot of people going like, well, it's just McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, you do still to like right now. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I mean, Pittsburgh is all Crosby and Malkin with help from other guys when they need yeah. to. I mean, but like, to, I think, to I less th- of an extent. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the difference between those two comparables, though, is like you had Crosby and Malkin with a supporting cast, whereas in Edmonton, for the longest time, it was just McDavid and Dreisaitl with like a special guest appearance from Nugent Hopkins every now and then. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, yeah. it was like it was a two-man show. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the goaltending situation there could be better but it's working for them right now so yeah exactly Koskinen ended hot like I think he had points in his last five starts or something Mike Smith was on fire in February so um this is a duck show so I'm gonna stop rambling (laughs) about Edmonton but the next two teams that were I don't even want to say fighting for a wild card Vancouver was Arizona not so much but Vancouver 69 nice games played 78 points Arizona 70 games played 74 points Man, did they drop off with Taylor Hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a lot on our... It wasn't our last episode of the Shooting Around show, maybe two episodes ago. I think it was our last was episode. Was it our last episode? Might have been, yeah. Um, yeah, they they really ran into a brick wall. I mean, a large part of that due to losing their two starting goaltenders. Yeah, uh, Vancouver like, especially lost. losing Kemper. Like, not to diss Ronta, but Kemper... Kemper was really their starter, hurt. yeah. I mean, same thing with Vancouver. Like, they lost Markstrom, yeah. Demko wasn't quite ready to take that role it seemed so still in the mix but less so I I I mean Vancouver with a couple games in hand could have passed Calgary and been two points behind Edmonton so like it was it was still looking okay for them Arizona not so much yeah I think when we have the season return I do think we have uh Vancouver in the Pacific so, oh, definitely. Like, yeah. like in, in Markstrom, a wild card Markstrom spot, would be or, back at yeah. that point. So, uh, but like, like Vancouver will be making the playoffs. I think. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. I'd be very surprised if they didn't. They were, they were a, a really strong pick. Yeah. At the start of the season. So, uh, and then I guess let's look at the bottom three of the Pacific. Uh, we're the it, best of the California teams. Yeah. Just like I, I wished for for our New Year's <laughs> resolution on our Christmas episode. We, with seventy-one games played, sixty-seven points to go ahead of both LA and San Jose who had played one less game but were a few points behind 64 and 63 for LA and San Jose respectively San Jose um bottom of the division bottom of the division yeah LA really picking it up with that what was it six seven game win streak six game win streak which uh, which isn't broken yet because technically the boss is going on so they Um, they could win their next game and make it seven yeah yeah exactly like right away like that's the thing with like this pause, you're going to go into it. It's not going to be like the beginning of a season where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, like these teams have their first win of the season now and whatnot. It's going to be like right away, yeah, LA, seven-game win streak. And you're going to be like, wait, what is, like, wait a second. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, right, because. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to come back. Yeah. As much as this hurts me to say, LA looked really good in those games yeah. too. I'm, I'm kind of glad that the game against them was postponed because <laughs> our, our chances didn't look the greatest. No, they really didn't. <laughs> they, were, they were just on fire. I don't know what it was. They yeah. shipped out everybody. They have almost nobody besides Kopitar, Carter, Doughty, and Quick. Dustin Brown. Dustin Brown, I guess. I yeah. wouldn't even put Jonathan Quick in there anymore. No, though. you can't. Or even Doughty like, is yeah. kind of... Yeah, Dowdy's. Yeah, (laughs) you've heard if you listen to the shooting around show, you've heard uh, you've heard me talk about him a little bit, and just like how that contract really sucks right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, I'm glad we're on top of the California teams for sure, (laughs) but yeah, it's definitely not the way that 
the position we would hope to be in at this point. You know, fighting yeah. for a wild card is always nice, even if it means getting shit stomped in the first round. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to to have some hope. I guess let's maybe talk about if the NHL does come back. Do, do you see these teams just picking up kind of right where they left off, or how? Do, or do you think maybe some of the bottom feeders suck some wins away? Like, how do you think this is really going to play out? I think Anaheim. Well, we'll start. We'll start with the home team here. Mm-hmm. I think Anaheim's going to go pretty well the same way that they were, um, just because that's how the team has been the entire year. After the trade deadline, it got a little bit better, aside from the couple of losses we had in there, which we're not going to go back to. We already have a pandemic going on. You don't need to hear me freak out about Corey Schneider again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think Anaheim's just going to go the way that they have been this season. Uh, maybe add one or two more pieces in some form or another during the off season and pick it up a little bit more again. LA, man, I have no clue because I think you could either look at it as like, oh, the the suspension of the season will give them time to rest and they can continue on. But it could also be, wow, you had minimum two weeks off and that just killed your momentum. Yeah, so I really, which I think is the most likely scenario yeah, for them. Yeah, so I really don't know. And San Jose, man, those guys this year, and they they sold off a, like a fair number of pieces as well mm-hmm. um, when they were supposed to be a contender this year. So I think San Jose is going to still not, they're not really going to push any higher or that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be between like LA and San Jose who can kind of come out better at the end of the season. Do you think San Jose goes into kind of soft rebuild mode at this point? They start to sell some of their, I think you kinda, their depth guys and then get I think some you kind of have to when you had like the season you had the last couple of years like doing really really well and you sign guys to 11 million dollar contracts such as Eric Carlson and you got Jumbo Joe who like he could be retiring at the end of this year, so you have a little bit of money left from that. But like, just so, yeah, you've already sold off. Like, I know Barclay Goudreau wasn't like a massive piece of that sort of thing, but he, he was, was a solid depth. Player, yeah, he's a solid depth player and a heart and soul kind of guy for San Jose, and you shipped him off. And I mean, they did get a first round pick for him. True. So. so I think they are kind of starting that soft rebuild already. But yeah, you don't go full rebuild just yet. But at the same time, you almost could because you're supposed to be. You were projected by pretty much everybody to be in that top three, and you are shitting the bed right now. Yeah. Yeah. You could call it an off year, but you could, I think if you have like one more of these, then you just go hard rebuild. Yeah. I guess maybe see how, like add a few more pieces, see how it goes in the first month or two of the season, and then be like, okay, we're at December, we're bottom of the division again. Yeah. What do we do? Or even just like coming back from this break, see how you do in, they have 12 games left. See how you do in those 12 games? That's like an eighth of a season. Mm-hmm. Right? So kind of use that now in a way. If it doesn't look good, just in the summer, rebuild it right there. Just start over. Yeah, no, I think that's a good plan. We'll, we'll talk about this more uh, during this break. I think we'll get a little bit more in depth on some of the teams and some of the other divisions, namely the, the Central, as we share a wild card with them. Uh, but let's move on to some news here now. First little bit here, Kiefer Sherwood was placed on waivers. Do you have some info on that for us? Yeah, so this was coming from uh, James Myrtle of The Athletic. This happened this morning. We're recording on Sunday. Um, so he had said, quote, Ducks have placed Kiefer Sherwood on waivers. No, I'm not sure why. There was a lot of speculation kind of in the 
comments uh, about it being possibly like a, a money reasoning um, with uh, Keeper Sherwood's NHL contract being $925,000, but he's on a two-way contract, so his minor salary is $70,000, so it's a lot cheaper for them to pay. Uh, Cap Friendly actually uh, did give a reason uh, as to why this transaction could have happened. Uh, they had said on their Twitter, quote, once a player clears waivers, they can remain on the roster for 10 games or 30 days cumulative before they require waivers again. With the season paused, the clock will only start if and when hockey resumes. And at that time, Anaheim can assign Sherwood to wherever they wish. Uh, the Ducks are just getting a head start on it. Yeah, so without having him clear waivers, they can just yeah. move him up and down yeah. as much as they want for 30 days, really. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes a lot more sense than like the the money reasoning and yeah. giving him less salary. But so yeah, cool. Um, next little piece here, a article on NHL.com. Nick Delorier calls his record-setting hat trick quote pretty weird. Uh, you found this piece <laughs> of news, so do you want to maybe give us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So this was just on the the Ducks website. I thought it was kind of funny, and uh, I think the best was a quote here early on in the. Uh, uh, in the article, he he had joked, "I don't know if I've ever scored even three goals in a practice." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it says he's yeah. He said just like scoring a goal for me is something special. Uh, it's pretty weird. It's a first for me. I don't even. I don't think even when I was a younger kid that I scored more than one or two goals. So it's something special. He said when I scored two, and then like meaning earlier in his career, uh, it was just luck. It happened to me once, maybe two years ago. It's one of those feelings where I had to shoot the puck. It might take me another five games to put a puck on net. I don't know why it happened, but I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so really just kind of thankful for these three goals and really downplaying his skill, which I disagree with. I think he's a skilled player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's still really great for to have a hat trick, I guess. I wouldn't know the feeling, but I'm sure that uh, even the best players still get happy so yeah uh, it does follow up with like a few different stats here of like uh how it's the fastest recorded hat trick uh in ducks history um it was also the third hat trick in ducks history to be scored in the first period and the ninth natural hat trick in franchise history so oh, wow yeah that's uh some elite company for uh i guess new elite winger nick delorier yeah and uh couple more quick things here is the fastest three goals from the start of a game in the nhl since march 30th 2013 when taylor hall of the edmonton oilers scored three goals in seven minutes 53 seconds against vancouver it was also the fifth fastest hat trick in the nhl from the start of a game since 1990 oh wow so that's that's impressive yep. yeah yeah really cool stuff for nick delorier for sure all right uh just to wrap up the podcast, we're going to bring it back to the very sad news of pausing the NHL season. I mean, everything's kind of been somewhat related to that indirectly anyways, but the Ducks did release a statement following the announcement from the NHL, from the Anaheim Ducks organization. Here is the quote. The Anaheim Ducks and Anaheim Arena Management, AAM, fully support the decisions made by both the Office of California Governor Gavin Newsom and the NHL, impacting upcoming events at Honda Center. In addition to the announcement by the NHL that the season will be paused, all other events scheduled to take place at Honda Center through March 31st have been postponed 
These unprecedented steps are being taken for the betterment and well-being of a community we are proud to be part of. The health of everyone associated with all of our events, including fans, staff, and players slash performers, has and will continue to be our number one priority. The Ducks and AAM will continue to consult with the state of California, local health officials, and the NHL as we closely monitor developments regarding COVID-19. Further information, including details on ticket procedures, will be released in the near future. Most importantly, the Ducks and AAM send best wishes to those impacted by the virus, and end quote. I haven't heard anything about the the ticket procedures that they're going through. Most are just kind of honoring them for upcoming games, offering yeah. full refunds, kind of anything like that, just to ease some of the stress, both financially and mentally, on, I guess, patrons of the Honda Center and the Ducks, So, which is really good to see. Uh, that kind of ties into the next little bit here of... Ducks owners Henry and Susan Samueli, I believe that is how that is pronounced, will continue to pay full-time and part-time employees who were scheduled through March 31st. This is coming from Eric Stevens on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if that's full, like, salary or if it's just, you know, part part of it. Or I think it's just, like, what they would have made uh, during those, like, scheduled times through the the 31st. Okay. So if you were scheduled for three shifts... You get yeah, the equivalent you get, you of three shifts. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, which is so good. that way they're not losing money because of things being postponed. So yeah, I mean, with the amount of money that these franchises have, it is not. I don't want to say expected, but it's it's expected. Though. It's kind of expected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, that's all we've got for this episode. Um, like we said, we're gonna keep coming out with uh, episodes on our regular schedule. They're not gonna be super. Anaheim Ducks focus. There'll be more hockey in general. We'll try and keep them on the topic of the Anaheim Ducks, of course. But maybe we just turn this into a like a cooking podcast. We could do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we could just cook duck. Ooh, have you ever actually? Sorry, have you ever actually had duck before though? Uh, yeah, I have. Actually. It's very good. I, yeah, I had it at a fondue place in Banff. Ooh, that would be good. Yeah, it was, nice. It was nice. Fondue duck. Gotta try that sometime. Yeah, that's pretty good. I had it in a. I had it in a pasta a couple years ago oh it was, oh, at, my, yeah. it was at my birthday at um uh pops oh was yeah like, oh, it was like a special right. plate that they had and it was like yeah it was duck and i think like not really an alfredo sauce but kind of mm-hmm. so it was really good cool though. yeah maybe we'll do that we'll just uh find various <laughs> ways to cook duck <laughs> <laughs> or that was feel like a special thing like in each episode it's like on this episode we're going to talk about roast duck yeah. <laughs> or we're going to talk about like uh, like duck wings, that sort of thing. <laughs> Deep fried duck. Uh, oh, actually, you know what we should do? The Mighty Ducks TV series mm-hmm. and the movies are all on Disney Plus. Oh, like the animated? Yeah, the TV animated series? TV series. Is no on way, there. I didn't know yeah. that. So what we should do, actually, that could be four episodes. Is like we'll just review the movies and the TV series. I mean, yeah, Can why we not? do that? I, I was thinking about doing that for the new one, but I'm like, oh, it's not going to be out. Like anytime soon because yeah. they just started filming. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, that'll that, be good. Should we just say that that can be the next four? That'll that's it. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well. Sure. Yeah. All right. So it. there you go. The next four next four episodes are going to be uh, reviewing the Mighty Ducks movies and the Mighty Ducks TV series. So, which if you don't know about the TV series, is like mid nineties, like right as the team got started, and it's Alien Ducks. That play hockey underneath like the now Honda Center. I don't I don't think I've ever seen the I, I watched series. the first episode the other night just because I was like, oh hey, wait. And uh it's interesting. It is full blown nineties cartoon. It, it can't <laughs> it can't be that long of a series. 
I think it's like 20 some episodes. Just one it's, season. It's one no? season, yeah, but yeah, it's like exactly. 20 some episodes. Yeah, so. that's what I mean. Like it can't yeah. be that long in terms of seasons. Yeah. Like it sounds like a one season sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> we'll just binge watch. It'll be like a 12 hour day for us. Yeah. It'll be it'll be good though. It'll be the last one we do so we can yeah. kind of build up to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll do the movies first. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, so next episode is The Mighty Ducks. The OG one. There you go. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This podcast is a production of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to listen to more podcasts from the perspectives of other teams, you can check out the other shows on the network. They will still be continuing to do episodes uh, on their regular schedules. You can hear those wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow our show on Twitter at Quack Report Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. And Nate and I also have our own show, the Shooting Around Show, where we do episodes every Monday. We're going to put that on pause after this week and just kind of do it whenever there's something that comes up or we feel there's enough to talk about at this point uh, just to allow us to focus on this and you know then I don't have to see him as often and get all his germs oh rude yeah (laughs) Uh, thank you guys for listening and make sure and wash your hands